uh, hello. Uh, hello, and uh, welcome to all. My name is Matt McSweeney, and you are listening to the first episode of this SoundCloud podcast known as the Hot Take Hotbox. Uh, this is you know, going to be primarily a sports podcast, a sports forum, where uh, I will espouse my uh, beliefs and thoughts onto the world. <clears throat> Excuse me. And, uh, you know, because I'm kind of tired, I'm sure my friends and family, people who know me, are tired of seeing me, you know, tweet and, you know, yell at them about whatever's going on in the uh, world of sports, whether that be, you know, Ryan Fitzpatrick lighting the Eagles defense up or uh, Gabe Kapler and the Phillies absolutely having a collapse for the ages when it comes to September, uh, you know, just absolutely folding, folding like a uh, house of cards as a baseball team, which, uh, is, which is very disappointing. Um, so with all that said, I'll go, I'm going to go with the, uh, Eagles. We're, we're going to start off talking about, uh, what happened today at Raymond James stadium. 27, 21 was the final score. Fitzpatrick, Ryan Fitzpatrick, that is to you. Throws for 402 yards against the Eagles defense. Um, Four touchdowns, one interception. Absolutely, like, worldly day for the Fitz man. He uh, definitely made me eat my words. I was wrong for sure. I thought after what happened in Seattle last week, or Seattle, whatever, what happened in New Orleans last week, there was no way that he was going to come. I, mean, I keep thinking that this game was at home, but it's, you know, is that, is that Raymond James is in Tampa, that he was going to go out against the Eagles, and he was going to light them up like that. And he didn't unnecessarily light them up because, you know, he lit up the Saints. That was touchdown after touchdown after touchdown. Today, he moved the ball, though, with no problem. When he needed to throw for a first down or whatever, it seemed to me like we had no say over what was going on. Uh, our pass rush was not getting there. Uh, he was getting the ball out quick. They were running like these little bubble screens, and they were, you know getting it out of his hands quick enough where the, you know, little out routes and stuff like that, where we couldn't even, you know, we couldn't make a difference. Bennett and, you know, I mean, Fletcher Cox had a sack, but, you know, we, we just weren't able to make a substantial enough difference. Like we were in that, as towards the end of that Atlanta game, we were in Matt Ryan's face the entire time today. Not so much. Um, the two big plays for the Tampa Bay were the, you know, obviously the first play of the game, the Deshaun Jackson touchdown, which I was, you know, willing to, you know, you obviously you don't want to get beat. You can't get beat like that. But first play of the game, they call it you napping. Okay, whatever. Shake it off, bounce back. We did. For the most part, they they play good defense. But we come down, we score, we score that first touchdown. I forget who ran it in. It might have been uh, Smallwood. What if? Besides the point. But we come back right after that. We kick it to them. And then the first play is that O.J. Howard 
They throw like he that is crushing, absolutely demoralizing, especially to a you know an offense that is already on shaky legs. And I, I know the defense is used to carrying this offense, especially through that you know through what happened last week because they they didn't really get much help from Nick Foles and the boys until the end of the game. But you just you can't do that. You can't get burnt like that. Especially O.J. Howard, that was like a, a two or three missed tackles or opportunities where Howard could have been gotten, he could have gotten taken down. Uh, I forget who, expe- who especially it was that missed the tackle, but you know I understand these things happen. We're not, they're not going to be perfect. Today was a bad day, but they're just going to have to do better. They, you, you, you can't let O.J. Howard run for seventy-five yards. I think that, that I think that's pretty pretty plain and simple. Um. Foles got hit way too much today. That's another uh, takeaway, a big takeaway that I had. Other than, you know, our defense, our secondary especially getting fried. Uh, I'll give the defensive line and linebackers and, the, you know, the, the run defense and, you know, credit for what they did today, shutting down, you know, the high-powered Peyton Barber and Jaquiz Rogers. But, you know, hey. They didn't. They didn't do anything. They were able to shut that down, but they couldn't. You know, you usually think that if you make a team one-dimensional, that you're able to, you know, shut it down, shut them down. But Fitzpatrick had his way with us today, and it, it God, got like PTSD from it. Honestly, I, I understand it's just a week, you know, a week two game, but it it was kind. Of, it was very shocking. I was like, well, this is, I this is not pleasant, and I am not enjoying this. When I was watching the game, I I was not I was not having a good time, and uh, doing this right now is kind of reliving that. Um, the Eagles, like like I was about to say, look, oh, like I was about to say about Nick Foles, I'm getting all angry again. Uh, he got hit way too much today. The offensive line, I I know Peters went out with uh, with what was that? A he pulled quad. He said he pulled his quad practice this week on Thursday, and. Uh, it just it just kept pulling on him in the game, so you know he got out of there. He was of no help <clears throat> to us today because that ha- that injury happened on very it happened very early on during the game. So that was the the left tackle was the left tackle position was left in the hands of uh, Vitae Halapulipali Vitae that is, and um, it didn't go well for the most part. Uh, I'm not sure what the numbers are, or you know I'm sure. Anyone can be like, well, he just P, PFT ranking, like whatever, or he's pro football focus, what whatever. But I, it just Foles was getting smacked on the ground. McCoy and uh, Jason Pierre-Paul. It was Pierre-Paul rushing off the edge on uh, Vitae. That was he was just having his way with him for a little bit there. Uh, but you know, Vitae is kind of kind of a streaky dude. He'll stop him for a couple plays, and there'd be like two plays in a row where he just gets burnt. And you're like, oh no, like he's terrible, but. If Peters, believe me, Peters will be back. Uh, and even if Vitae, or if he's not ready, I'm uh, I'm sure Vitae will, you know, he'll be better. He's got to be better. Uh, and this is, that's important to note just for, because the rumors are that, you know, of course, Wentz is going to be back next week. Schefter was saying it during the, uh, during the pregame of the Sunday NFL countdown. Um, saying that he should be cleared coming up to this week. And that you should look forward to seeing him. Like you know, he will be starting week three as soon as he's cleared. There's not going to be a grace period or a uh, you know, a, 
know, you know, going into the shallow end of the pool, they're gonna seems like they're gonna throw Wentz right into the uh, right in with the Sharks. He may get like a full practice, one or two full practice, maybe. I I'm not exactly sure. He might get a full week. They might have already, you know, they might clear him tomorrow, today, Monday. Um, who knows? But. The word is to expect him to be playing next week, which is great news. You know, I can't say that enough. We need that. We need that shot in the arm. Um, we, you know, Foles, uh, I'm, you know, won't get me to say a bad word about Foles. He's he's steering the ship right. Today was not his fault. You know, he, he played, he, he actually played well. And that the fumble that they called on him, I still don't think was a fumble. I still think his arm was going forward and he just got happy. Whatever. There's a lot. There's a lot of spots in this game where it could have been one, and yeah, I don't think any of it was. You know, you can't pin this on uh, Nick. Nick as a uh, you know, as the quarterback, but with Wentz coming back next week, that gives. You know, that's a whole different level. I'm not. You know, no one. You don't have to even go into words discussing how. How how valuable having Carson Wentz back would be. Um. And I know Alshon, the, the the target date was for him to come back week three that he should be ready to go. So, I mean, that would be crazy for an offense that was running out Josh Perkins and Kamar Aiken and guys like that for them to add Alshon Jeffrey, you know, Darren Sproles, who was out today, and, and Carson Wentz. Dude, that's that's crazy. So, but on the other hand... That is, you know, those are huge ads. But like I was saying with the offensive line for Wentz coming back, you know, the, that's, that's, he can't be taking those same hits that Foles was taking today. And not in that, you know, the variety and the amount that he took today. It, it was tough. He was getting hit on the left, getting hit on the right. He was getting thrown down. And, you know, Wentz, you, like I know you can't you can't baby him and you can't like we said walk him into the shallow end and have him practice and I, I guess you could but you were you know you're playing with fire because you you can lose a couple of these games but you once you start you know one one and two one and three you know. <laughs> That's that's territory we're not willing to even think about right now. So Wentz comes back next week, and that's all the difference. That's all the difference that this team needs. The defense will be way better next week. They will. And Andy Luck may look okay or serviceable, which he does. He does look good, and uh, I am a huge Andrew Luck fan. You'll never, you won't hear, you know, because apparently that's a huge thing that people on the internet and Football fans now love to shit on Andrew Luck. Uh, you don't have a good reason for it. You, you know, you just think that he's goofy and he, th- you know, he doesn't suck. He obviously doesn't suck. But I'm not going into Andrew Luck. I'm not defending him the week that we're playing him. Listen, I think the Eagles. Like I, I was wrong today, but I don't think the Eagles will. I will. Don't think I'll be wrong again next week. I think the Eagles are gonna ha- are gonna handle the Colts. I at home. I think that that is that is an almost easy. That's all you know. That's a paper lock, a paper lock as or like a string lock. I'd say a string tie lock that could be broken because I'm making the lock. 
basically saying, don't listen to me, but listen to me. Eagles win. And they, they win with ease, okay? But I I don't even know why I'm making predictions on Monday after the, after the game just happened. I don't know if any of the things that I just said are going to happen. So you can disregard that or you can take it to the bank, but the choice is yours. Uh, I guess we could we could talk about some of the other NFL teams since there was a lot of you know NFL NFL type action that happened today. The Eagles weren't the only you know the depressing way that game went down. That they weren't the only thing that uh, occurred. Uh, Carolina lost to Atlanta, which isn't that shocking. Um, Cam Newton looked good. I I saw Cam Newton get get smoked on on like he when he was sliding he was going he's going to you know he's giving himself up and uh one of the cornerbacks for the Falcons came in and just cracked him in the head of course got thrown out but it was it was pretty dirty and it looked like Cam got knocked out cold it looked like his arms were like kind of like stiff like he just you know he was out of it and that man went to the blue tent they while they were reviewing to see if the guy gets thrown out he's back on the field he's ready to go so, I don't know how that works. I don't know what the concussion protocol is in there. I don't know. I, I don't know if that would pop up. I guess not. But he was out there right away. No problems. I mean, they showed the play over again. I was like, ooh, I'm, I'm not so sure that guy wasn't unconscious. Because the people were fighting around him. He wasn't even moving. He was just chilling. Just laid up. But... Both of those teams go to one and one. That you know, third division rivals. That's always going to be a battle. Uh, Houston, Tennessee. Tennessee beat Houston, uh, twenty to seventeen. Uh, Houston zero and two. Watch out, Bill, Bill O'Brien. You may be on the chopping block, my friend. Uh, speaking of chopping block, Kansas City, Pittsburgh. Chop defensive coordinator for Pittsburgh. That guy. I was uh, looking on Twitter and looked like the Pittsburgh faithful were. Not too happy. I believe his name is Kevin Butler. He was, he was a trending topic on the uh, on the old interweb. Uh, Mahomes throws for six TDs in this game. Uh, Big Ben no slouch himself. Threw for you know three TDs, four hundred fifty two yards. But they lose this game. Uh, Antonio Brown like you know freaks out, leaves. You know the locker room before uh, the media was able to come come talk to them, which. I always think is they always overblow them things. Guy had a bad game. Wants to get out of there. He doesn't feel like talking to the media. You know, I don't feel like talking to the media every day, guys. All right, call him a sore loser. Call him what you want, but some people just don't feel like it. And rather than say be confrontational or say something crazy, just go home. Had enough. Cleveland. 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 I was rooting for them. Uh, I, of course, I've, like, you know, this year in fantasy, I'm big time on New Orleans. Uh, Kamara, Thomas, those are my guys. They had, uh, you know, Thomas, of course, had a big game, but not none too important, none more important than Cleveland and Zane Gonzalez, poor guy, missing uh, two huge field goals down the stretch. Um... I actually couldn't believe it when I was watching it, which I could actually. Last week when you missed the uh, game winner against Pittsburgh, 
you kind of expected it. it was in the rain. It was horrible conditions. This one was in a dome. Uh, and he had two shots at it. Two shots at that where he could have, you know, tied the game or he could have taken the lead for the team. And he was... He pushed both of them way right. I felt bad for him because you had the Will Lutz from New Orleans going over and, like, trying to console him, like, giving him, like, yo, man, you'll be all right. But that dude knows he ain't going to be all right. He may never get another shot ever again. Cleveland will probably cut him, and they probably should because that's two games in a row where you – People don't value the kicker until things like that. You know, we don't even think about them. You just expect them to go out there and robotically kick them things in there. But it it's more it's more complicated than that. There's a little more, you know, a little more to it than that. So, but he's his career could be over. His career could definitely be over. Indianapolis beats Washington twenty-one to nine. Washington and the the Alex Average Smiths. They they come up short. They they just I don't I never understood why I don't I, mean, I know you don't want Kirk Cousins, but I don't know why the hell you would want Alex Smith. He has a good he's like a two what two hundred ninety two yards today and you know does his thing. But who who really wants? It's just I I take it to average town, and for me I'd rather I'd rather I'm from the Sam Hinkie school of the process where I'd rather suck or be really good. I don't want to be anywhere in that middle. And people always say, well, you never make the place. No, I, I'd, I'm okay with growing and getting better. But do you actually think a team without, with Alex Smith as a quarterback, he's move, approaching 34, 35, he's, he's, becoming, he's getting older, that he's going to grow that team within the next two, three, four years into a Super Bowl contender? The answer to that question is no. You'd have been better off trading Kirk Cousins for some picks, doing whatever you did, blowing it up, getting a quarterback in the draft. I know it's a business and you want to win now and you think you know you got certain players and you're paying people, whatever, but I just will never, ever agree with getting trading for a guy like an Alex Smith to, to like I said, punch your ticket to Average Town to Mediocrityville. That's no, never, never. I'm selling all real estate there. Miami today. Miami beat the Jets. The uh, Sam Darnold hype train was got the hit. Got hit with the steam brakes. Yeah, I mean, he listen. He didn't play horrible. He threw threw for 330 yards. Uh, he threw a couple picks, but I everyone knew this was going to happen. Tannehill beat him, and he only threw he threw him for under 200 yards. And honestly, I could care less what happened in this game, but you got to yeah, I got to keep tabs on on this for fantasy reasons. Kenyon Drake, that's a guy I'm kind of looking at to be honest with you. Don't know if he's picked up in most leagues or not, but it seems like he has had a knack for finding the end zone this season, and he's not running bad. Also catches well out of the backfield. So there's your little, there's your. There's your McSweeney fantasy pick of the week. Sponsored by no one. There you go. Sponsorships. Think about it. SoundCloud Podcast. Hot Take Hotbox. You could sponsor right there. Make millions. It's that easy. 
Chargers beat Buffalo. Buffalo looks like this year is going to be like the human, the the uh, the NFL punching bag. He's the uh, the big slabs of meat to uh, the NFL is Rocky, and they're just going to beat them within holy hell. They got you know Vontae Davis retired in the middle of the game today, middle of the second quarter. They said that he just walked to the locker room, and but by the time like the team had got back for halftime, that man was in his street clothes. Telling everyone, I'm done, guys. Had it's a good career. He already had like a statement, like ready to go for a NFL. And the NFL Network had a statement within like an hour after the game, which is insane to me. Like he was really, I listen. He was obviously thinking about it, and I kind of respect him for just saying. Like people say, like oh, he quit on his teammates, which you could definitely make that argument. He did quit. That is the definition of what. He, yes, he quit, but. He also isn't wasting anyone's time because he's not wasting his time, obviously. He's not wasting the team's time. Because if his heart's not in it and he's just getting burned all the time, then people would be like, well, why don't you just quit? That's what they would say to him. Why don't you just quit? If you're if you're not into it, you don't want to be here, you don't have to. Go home. That's what he's doing. He's retiring. He's had enough. He's had a great career, 10 years, I think. He's had a 10-year career. Played for the Colts. He was a big-time player. Made his money. There's no reason, no reason for him, and and he's also holding another guy back from a job. There's, I'm sure, there's somebody in Buffalo in the secondary that can now slide into that that one of the starting corner slots. Or I'm not sure what Vontae Davis is playing, but he could slide in and get more playing time. And get that. if it's his time, it's his time. It doesn't matter when he decides it. Just because it was in the middle of a game, everyone's gonna make a big deal out of it. But I support. Melvin Gordon had a big day in that game too. He uh he had three touchdowns. Two two in the air and one on the ground, something like that. Yeah. So Chargers are Chargers are no joke, but Buffalo is. So you you'll get a you'll get a better idea. Uh, Chargers play the Rams next week, which is a huge game, honestly. And one a game that I'm uh, I'm looking forward to. Cause Rams are better, but Chargers can put up some points on you and make make it any any game against any team. Don't care how good you are, they can they can make it a battle. Minnesota Green Bay tied, of course, it was a great game. They went back and forth. Rodgers with the with the bad knee still looked still looked great. Cousins was slinging it around. Green Bay has absolutely no defense, so it's just another typical year where Rodgers is going to have to carry a uh, you know a group that is just not as talented as the other teams, and he's going to have to make them more talented. He's going to have to make the plays that, you know, carry them. He's going to have to be the true MVP of the season. He's going to have to be MVP for that team to make even make the playoffs. Uh, but Minnesota, what was his name, Carlson, Daniel Carlson, I think is the kicker for the Vikings. Uh, it was a horrible day for kicking for, for the brand. So it was a rough day. They uh, Carlson missed two field goals, I think, in overtime. Or I I can find out for sure right here. But he he missed brutal ones to win the game in overtime. What is it here? Oh, he missed three. Ugh. He didn't make one field goal. He had three attempts. All he had to do was hit one of them, and they win that game. Uh, and Crosby. Uh, Crosby also missed a... Uh, Big time field goal at the end of the game. 
Yeah, but he was also asked to kick six of them. So went five for six. Can't fault the I can't fault the guy too much. They also had iced him right before it, which was a clutch icing by uh, was it Zimmer. But so that game ends in a tie, which is a second tie of the season, which is pretty crazy. Rams decimated the uh, the Sam Bradford led Arizona Cardinals. You gotta imagine we see uh, Rosen soon. Bradford is seventeen for twenty seven, ninety yards, one int. He sucks, man. That there is no there is no ifs ands or buts around it. Bradford is horrible. He is a bad NFL quarterback. He'd probably be a great backup, seeing as he never touches the field. He sh- he should be holding a clipboard, and hopefully soon he's holding a clipboard and uh, you know giving whatever pearls of wisdom he could possibly give to Josh Rosen because I watched a little bit of that game today, you know whatever the red zone showed me, and they weren't showing me much of any time Bradford was on the screen. I wanted to throw up because you could just see it when when he drops back, he's just throwing a prayer up in the secondary, and basically what what happened is Larry Fitz had to play defense to make sure that the uh, these passes weren't getting picked, these lollipops that he was throwing into there. It's actually disgraceful, and I'll start to worry about Rosen to see if he's actually capable or if there's like something wrong with him, how they kidnap him if they don't start him next week because there is absolutely no reason for you to keep playing Bradford at all, not one. Um, late games, though that, that last one was a late game, but these are the late games. The Detroit took a three-point loss to San Francisco. That game was pretty crazy. San Francisco, one and one. Detroit, zero and two. Garoppolo looked way better in this one than he did in the last one. He didn't turn the ball over like he did last week, which made a big difference. Stafford didn't throw picks. He did fumble, I think. He did fumble. But he didn't throw in. He didn't throw those crazy amount of picks like he did last week, and the, the Lions are nowhere near as bad. They're not zero and two bad. They're they're not a great team, but they they've they've had their they got torched by the Jets and played. They played a lot better this week, so I uh, I like I'd like to see what they do next week. Uh, you know they they got New England coming to town, so and New England will be coming off a loss. They won't be happy, so that's a bleak outlook for Detroit. Uh, San Fran got Kansas City, so that that's no picnic either. Uh, be look, they have to go into Kansas City and try and shut down the Mahomes. Uh, that's not even a hype train. That's a that's a legit. That's a for real steam engine locomotive, you know, or coal. Throw the throw the coal into the, into the that thing's chugging. Uh, all right, whatever analogy or joke that I'm trying to make. Listen, that thing is no joke. Mahomes has a cannon, and he is not scared to use it, and he has the weapons to to match with it. So, look AFC lookout, NFC lookout, because they very well could be playing for the playing in the Super Bowl this year, and no one would have said that. Hell, two weeks ago, of course. Especially when they traded, you know, no one thought Alex Smith, average Alex. Would, uh, you know, when you lose him, get Mahomes out there. And, of course, he's going to do better. But the experts would say, no, he's a rookie. He's, you know, second year. we got to see how he looks. See how the, 
I don't care about any of that. I just know he's going to throw it farther than 20 yards down the field. I'm going to stop shitting on Alex Smith now. Uh, I, I've done enough of it for this for this short podcast, but I, I've I've done enough shitting on him. Um, moving on, Oakland. John Gruden, 0-2. Took the L to Denver. Uh, they definitely did choke that game off. They were up 19-7, to and uh, Denver came storming back. Case Keenum. Uh, looking like the Case Keenum from uh, Minnesota last year, but I, I could care less. Those, those, I know Denver's two and zero, but they are fraudulent in my mind. They play Baltimore next week, which is another fraudulent team. But they beat the Seahawks, which, well, we'll see about the Seahawks tonight. But I think that they're they're no good. Raiders. Nah, they're no good either. They they got to figure it out. There's obviously a lot of kinks in that offense. Defense hasn't been doing terrible. The defense is holding holding their up holding up their end of the bargain. But I think we need more. We need I need more offense personally from a guy in John Gruden who they're paying ten million dollars a year come out of the booth. You got Derek Carr, who's no slouch either, and you're only mustering up 19 points. And what was, it, was it 21 or 23 last week? I need more. I need more out of the wide receivers from them too. But moving on, Jacksonville. With this, this was a the big. I would say the big shocker of the day. Jacksonville put put the beating on New England. They 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 put the beats on them, 31-20, and uh, that that's a lot. It looks a lot closer than it actually was. Bortles was running for whatever he wanted. He was throwing for whatever he wanted. He moved the ball up and down. And him and the offense coordinator and everyone in the Jacksonville deserves all the credit in the world. Bortles, 377, four touchdowns, one and one pick. Against the New England Patriots, he did that. I know, obviously, it's a revenge game, whatnot. That's impressive. He also runs for another 35. Six attempts. And those six attempts were all like clutch and well-timed. When he needed to run, he ran. And when he needed to throw, he threw. It looked good. The Bortles experiment looked good. It's it's very shocking to see. Some of these things, like Fitzpatrick and Bortles, they just... Your eyes aren't trained to see these things. You're not ready... You can't you can't process why Blake why is you're like well I'm sitting on my couch watching, thinking why is Blake Bortles taking a dump on the New England defense right now? Why is Bill Belichick, who is one of the greatest defensive minds and coaches in the history of football, why how is he not able to figure out what Blake Bortles is doing though? I know it's more than Blake Bortles, but that offense didn't even have they didn't even fournette today. Can't even say they go for net. No, dude, Bortles Bortles got it done today, and that's that's all that needs to be said. I'm a little concerned about this this Bortles thing because he did look too good today, and we do got to play them at a certain point. Uh, us, we as the Eagles. Bortles plays Tennessee next week. 
which you know you never uh, you never know NFL is a weekly week by week sort of league well they could look like this one week and then they go to ten you know Tennessee comes to town and surprises them you got you're playing Gabbert lighting you up or whoever's going to be on the center for Tennessee Mariota so anything can happen but Jacksonville is looking they look sharp so far the the teams that I would say look the best definitely the Rams the Rams look ridiculously good I would say both the Vikings and Green Bay Green Bay not so much because the Green Bay's defense is very shaky and their offense is always going to get it done Rodgers will always keep you in every game so I guess you can include Packers just based on Rodgers uh Vikings on uh, both sides of the ball they get it done um but they're playing they're playing well and Cousins is hitting on all cylinders the I don't include the Eagles on this list because they're just not they're not there yet they will be but they're not there it's going to take a little bit for them to get there um so I say Jacksonville did I say I know I'd say Jacksonville's on that list so Rams Vikings uh Green Bay Jacksonville. Those are the four teams that I'm kind of... And, and the Chiefs. forgot the Chiefs. Five teams. Chiefs are also included in that. Because the Mahomes, the Mahomes experiment is no joke. No joke. And I am not... I will be saying that to the very... To, till, till the end. Whenever the experiment... Everyone, everyone knows it's not a joke now, but we will know very, very soon that it is not a joke joke. Because he's, it, people think like he's gonna, people are gonna start. He's gonna break, or they're gonna pick him off at some point. He's gonna make. He's not making any mistakes. Sorry, folks. This this Mahomes this Mahomes guy is not. He's the real deal. And you best be prepared to stop him. Because that offense has a lot of weapons, a lot. That went from being one of the like the I'd say like some of the they'd had always had weapons like they had Kelsey and stuff like that but they were always so boring with Alex Smith. Now the top has there is no the training wheels are off and you replace them with rocket launchers like Astro blasters on the side of this bike. So instead of those training wheels, you are just zooming at speeds that you never even you could never even have imagined before. So we'll see, uh, dude. I'm a big time like you know I'm not gonna, I'm not going to say I'm a Chiefs fan but I am I am a like believer I'd say. Believer is the right word. I think they are good. Even got Reggie Ragland in the, in the middle for them on defense. And the final game I just got to want to talk about that find that last the Giants and Dallas game which was a Sunday night game. Not a horrible game, but not not a great game by any stretch of the imagination. Dallas wins twenty to thirteen. Uh, they then that score also looks a lot closer than it actually was. Dak hits uh, Tavon Austin at the very beginning of the game with like a long long pass, thirty or forty yards, probably forty yards, and you we like, oh wow, like it's pretty special from Dak. Like Dak actually knows how to throw the ball far. And he hits uh, another guy on the other sideline later in the game, which is like not a long pass, but longer. And the guy winds up with 160 yards passing, like big whoop. Eli got no protection, 
whatsoever. He was though that meme will be going around of him with that just that fearful just just terror in his eyes. Him just wa- wanting that for this to all be done, mommy. I want to go home. That's what Eli looked like, and I don't blame him. He got sacked six times, got hit a bunch more, and he they were in free for all mode. They they couldn't the panic the panic button was hit very early on. They they didn't know what to do. Collingsworth kept saying they kept just running these average like these simple just stunts that the offensive line couldn't even figure out. And defensive line was just having their way. Whenever wherever they were wherever they wanted to get, wherever they wanted the pressure to come from, it came from. And Cowboys had no problem. No problem shutting that down. Barkley did it but I'm very impressed by Barkley. Barkley had fourteen catches, which was all they were all just trash time, like, you know. Trash time points and catches, but he is super it's amazing to me how shifty and how agile he is for as big as he is. Of course, Le'Veon is number one in, in that that list, that stature when it comes to big guys who can move like that. LeGarrette Blunt's up there. He moves in a different way for a big guy. But but Saquon's he's legit big, and he he's just so light on his feet. And that that scares me. Just him being on the Giants and us having to play him twice a year. And having to be ready to tackle him. Because at some point they'll have to get a offensive line that, that is serviceable in there. For both Eli, whoever's going to be the quarterback, and Saquon. You need to give Saquon a little uh, you know, time to figure out where he's running. Not just as soon as he gets the ball, having to juke out. For four defensive linemen, just just to maybe muster up three yards, because that offensive line is terrible. We're watching tonight, and Eli the whole time. Eli doesn't have any movement at all anyway. But they just kept, if they brought one extra guy, it was Dunzo. That ball had to be out of his hand in the first five point five seconds, or Eli was on his ass. It's good for us as Eagles fans, but uh, for the Giants. It's gonna be a long season, man. We're gonna do, you're zero two now. You got you got to go to Houston next week. Houston's zero two, so something's got to give there. I don't know. Call me skeptical. File me under skeptic on that one. Dallas has Seattle next week, which it seems to me like they play each other all the time. I don't know what it is. Maybe that's just me. But doesn't it seem like they're always playing each other? I don't know. Whatever. That's it for the NFL games today. And then the final one will be the Monday night game tomorrow, which is Seattle and Chicago. I guess it's like a month, or I guess it's Thanksgiving or something. I'm thinking about where Dallas and like Dallas and Seattle seems like always, just always are playing each other. I don't know. Whatever. This is gonna bother me all night. I'll be thinking about it. Like, look, I'll have to look it up or something. I'm a weirdo. But Seattle and Chicago tomorrow night, or tonight actually. It'll be tonight by the time this comes out. 
I'm personally not buying the Trubisky thing yet. Trubisky lit up uh, Packers defense for some points early on, and he got some help with horrible play from Kaiser. And they still weren't able to muster up enough points to win that game. Rodgers still was able to run him down. And Russell Wilson did not play well last week. I expect him to play a lot better this week. Especially given the time they had the extra, the extra day doesn't really matter, but he has some extra time to rest. And he's always a guy takes a beating, and he took a beating last week. Give me Seattle. Four and a half's a lot for Chicago. I, I would try to take the points. Four and a half. It's four and a half now on the website I'm looking at. That could change. It says it opened at three. So. We shall see about that. Philly's got the Mets coming in tomorrow, but I'm not, you know what? I'm not talking about the Phillies. I'm not doing that. I'm strictly sticking to football and how the Eagles need to get better. And that's how that's how I'm gonna end this. How we as Eagles and as Eagles fans, we just we need to spend this week getting ready for the Colts and getting better. Um, thank you for listening. Uh, this has been very fun. I like, I hope I can do more of these. I hope you listen and I hope you enjoy these. If you think this sucked, please let me know that as well. I would love to hear that too. That, that shit would be funny to me. I, I think that would be hilarious. I, the hate will, it'll make me just as happy as the love. Um, all right. Thank you. Until next time.